welcome to Dave Hill's podcasting incident with me, Dave Hill, the pride of Cleveland and beyond. I once got a free Orange Julius in the Fort Worth, uh, the greater Fort Worth area. Uh, someone left it on a on a street corner, just sitting there, uh, right there next to the trash can, and I, I saw an opportunity. I took it. I was yeah, I was sick for a few days, but hey. You went some, you lose. Oh, the a phone. There, what is that? A landline in your ring in the background? What is this? 1942. Anyway, uh, thank you for joining me once again for Dave Hill's podcasting incident. Hi, how are you? I'm I'm electric. Um, I said that in a weird order. Why would I say thank? Anyway, I should have said. Well, Chris, I don't even know if you can edit that. I mean, what's going on with me? I'm in a very hot room right now. There's no air conditioning. I haven't showered in, I had to say, week seven. Anyway, thank you for joining me uh, once again. Uh, before I get into things, I want to thank a few people for supporting our Patreon. If you would like to become one of these people, if you're not already, go to patreon.com forward slash Dave Hill. We're going to be building it out like a, uh, like a, a city after... Uh, World War II just built I don't, I don't even know what that means I mean I have some sense but uh, we're going to expand maybe beyond this podcast and next thing you know I'll be showing up at your house with a weed whacker uh, it's really going to be all inclusive um, but I want to thank uh, a few people and as such for uh, for joining uh, the Patreon for signing over there at patreon.com forward slash slash forward slash Dave Hill and if you can please support us because uh, that helps us keep gas in the tank and expanding building uh, our global uh, audience and you know working towards world domination which is of course the goal in the end but I want to thank um, a few people and uh, by supporting the Patreon you of course become a member of my Street Gang, the dangerous snakes who hate bullshit now in our 10th exhilarating and seriously dangerous uh, an ir- irritable year, 10th year. Uh, I want to thank Ryan Ferris. Ryan, your dangerous snakes who ate bullshit gang member nickname is Ryan Ferris, the human Ferris wheel that spins out of control and everyone's slurpees get spilled all over the parking lot and it's really irritating to a lot of people that are standing below the Ferris wheel. I know, Ryan, I know that's a bit long, but you know, no one made you go into a life of crime. I want to thank Kent Horlacher, if I'm saying that right, I hope so, Kent. Kent, your Dangerous Snake's nickname is Kent Horlacher, the West Haven Knife. You, you could just be the West Haven Knife, too. Uh, someone called Sorry for Laughing, which is not a real name, I mean, come on, but I'm going to go with it. Sorry for Laughing, aka not actually Sorry for Laughing, so there... That's actually not a bad gang member nickname. Clint, uh, Clint, I'm not sure how to pronounce your last name. Clint Noisel? Am I getting that right? Clint Noisel, the double dipper of the apocalypse. I know, that's a bit harsh. No one wants to be known as a double dipper, but hey, that's life on the streets, Clint. Welcome to the Dangerous Snakes. Hey, bullshit. I want to thank Elizabeth Hecht, aggravator of hangnails. That would look great on a t-shirt. Let's, let's talk about that offline. I also want to thank Matt Arnold. Matt, your dangerous snakes who hate bullshit. Gang member nickname is Matt Arnold, the Iowa City Lawn Turfer. I know, I know there have been a few uh, gang members who uh, have been affiliated with uh, lawn turfing. But, you know, it's not a solo job. I also want to thank uh, Tim Kantz. Tim Kantz, your dangerous snakes who hate bullshit name is Tim Kantz, the human sword. Chris, add some echo after sword so it sounds really ominous and, and frankly terrifying. Um, once again, uh, and, and there's some Billy Joel's calls coming. I'm not going to do them today, but they'll be coming next week uh, and, and other goodies. Go to patreon.com. Slash Dave Hill and support us there if you can, uh, especially during these crazy times. Though, you know, everyone's, most people are pretty strapped now, so I understand if you can't. But if you can, hey, we'd appreciate it. And uh, it allows us to do an even more incredible or incredible or job. Um, what else did I want to tell you? As always, I encourage you to check out my new, my second stand-up comedy album, The Pride of Cleveland. It's out now on 800-pound gorilla records. Get it wherever incredible comedy albums are sold and streamed and all that. Also, I can't recommend enough. Which taint? Sons of Midwestern Darkness. 
uh, pretty much the best music album of 2020. How did I do it already? The best comedy album, best music album of 2020. Oh, you'd think I'd at least take a shower if all that ass I'm kicking. Anyway, um, let's get into it. Making her triumphant fourth appearance on the shore. show, not on the shore, um, is a wonderful musician, activist, and my very dear friend, Jesse Paris Smith, who is in New York City. And uh, she reports, we kind of, I'll, I'll, we mostly focus on kind of, uh, you know, getting through this, these crazy times. And, uh, you know, as always, it, you know, when you start chatting about uh, these times, when it's, it's almost impossible to cover all of it because it's, it's uh, ever changing and ever expanding. And there's so many things to think about and focus on, but we need to be confident uh, in the knowledge that we're going to get to the other side of this eventually and get to a much better place than ever. But it's going to take some effort and it's going to take uh, some positive mental attitude. It's going to take take people wearing masks. I don't know why that's so hard for uh, so many people, especially here in America. Uh, but I digress. Uh, I don't digress because when I talk to Jess, we bring it up again. What am I saying? Anyway, here now is my delightful conversation with Jesse Paris Smith. Jesse. Hi there. Hi there. Thank you for making your uh, triumphant. Is this your third or fourth or tenth? Fourth. 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 <laughs> this is amazing. For the listener, you are. We can see each other now, thanks to the magic. I'm going to sit close to my microphone. Are you going to plug Zoom? I think they need some advertising. Oh, I I'm still. You know, I I'm I, I am I've I've been zooming less lately, which is I don't know if that's reflective of my lifestyle or career, or just if everyone's zooming. I feel like the this pandemic started. When I was just zooming. I yeah. had one one day where I was I zoomed for six hours. Wow! Well, I like that. It sounds like I'm kind of picturing that Zoom means something else. Like there's so many different things you could be doing. If it, there wasn't an application, like what would that mean? I was zooming for six hours. <laughs> I I I want it to be like a thing with bounce, like a bouncy castle and a slip and slide. Yeah. In like you know, rollerblades. Rollerblades. Do you know? Jesse Paris Smith, um, <laughs> that I bought rollerblades right before the pandemic. I bought rollerblades for this witch chain video that we made. And then, which is I, incredible by the way. Oh, thank you. And then, then I started rollerblading again. Uh, and I was rollerblading around Manhattan, probably, caught coronavirus doing it because it was in those carefree days right. when we didn't know what was going on yet mm -hmm. and we thought that you could just go outside and go rollerblading with a bunch of people and everything would be fine and yeah now there's no fucking way in a million years i would do that mm -hmm. um but and then i was going to bring them back with me to this tiny little town in ohio that i'm hiding in um <laughs> And then I didn't because I was like, what if I wipe out really badly and have to go to the hospital oh. for my stupid rollerblading injury? No. <laughs> and so I just left them behind. That's sad. Do you miss them? I have not really thought about it too much um, <laughs> because I've been just, I've been focusing on, I've been running, Zoom. I've been running and I've been riding my my, I borrowed a bike and I go bike That's riding. So I try to exercise uh, just for uh, so I don't completely lose my mind. Yeah. But How that's are you good. Doing? That's inspiring, Dave. I'm glad that you're getting outside and moving. A lot well, of people aren't doing that. Well, I'm lucky in that I'm in it. I'm in this tiny little town that where I can go outside and do that and the only hazards are uh, basically I don't come within 50 feet of another human. That would be the closest I would come. Yeah. So no David. No. Who did you see? Was it David Lynch? Oh, David Byrne? 
David Byrne. No David Byrne signings. Oh, David Byrne pace car. No, I mean, I would argue. No, I take, I take it back. I, I was going to say that I'm, I'm hands down the uh, biggest celebrity in town. But, um, you are the pride of Cleveland and beyond. I am the pride of Cleveland. But I can't, I can't really prove it because there is like some ex-NFL football player. That sounds um, like an easy competition, though. Yeah, he but um, he came over and I I mean don't fight him. Do not did, fight him. I did already. I did already. <laughs> I don't know if I've talked about this, but he came over. He Wait, just really? wa- wandered un uninvited, just wandered into the driveway. And when he found out that I was from New York, he started this was like in April or like early May, maybe. He just started saying, like, New York, oh, man, Cuomo, that guy's nuts. He's done such a horrible job. And I had had a couple beers. And I just was like, shut the fuck up. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. How could he say that about Cuomo? I understand de Blasio, but why would he say it about Cuomo? Um, I, you just know. Just to, to make you mad? I think it's just where. You get their news from? Uh, yeah, I think. Uh, well, I'm in a very uh, uh, precarious spot. I'm in a very red uh, section of Ohio, which oh, is oh. to say, most of Ohio. I mean, Ohio has like a little bit of you have the Cleveland immediate suburbs, and then you have Columbus yeah. immediate Columbus area, and then the rest of it is is very red. So. Mm. Um, or what's it I, like to connect with your with your home state in this time? Like, have uh, you done a lot of reflecting and memory walking? I, I'm reminded why I left. <laughs> 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 no, no, I shouldn't say that. I mean, it's a wonderful place. Uh, the only reason I would say, you being from Detroit, you can relate to this. Uh, it's very, fortunately now in the spring or summer, uh, you get a lot of sunlight, but the rest of the year it's very gloomy mm. and uh, and not very fun. And you know we're fun. You and I. There's one thing. If I had to say, like, how would you describe yourself and Jesse Paris Smith? I would say <laughs> we're we're fun in the sun types. <laughs> and so, uh, can you can you um, define that a bit more? I'm so I'm so interested. Well, we like to zoom and but <laughs> zoom meaning the definition of the bouncy castle and the slip right. and slide. Uh-huh. We like to rock out. <laughs> and uh we like we like animals and uh food and drinks and fun. But do you like don't don't you feel that both of us could also be classified as Homebody hermits too. Oh, absolutely, one thousand. So that works well in the winter. Yeah, but I'm I'm like really, you know. <laughs> I think if I were in New York now, I would be like, all right, I'm in New York. But now that I've been out here for what, and now that I've been out here for like what I thought was going to be like honestly like two weeks. Yeah. You told me when you left, you're like, I'll be right back. I just need, like, the dog needs to run around. Oh, my God. If you saw how little underwear I brought with me, you would know <laughs> that I was not, I truly believed that I was coming back. But, I mean, as anyone knows me at all, I'm a man of outfit changes. Yeah, I, scarves. Scarves. I have one scarf with me. Wow. I have one brooch. It's not oh even a brooch. Gosh. It's honestly just a pin. Do and, you need uh, me to send you a rations package of brooches and scarves? It would be <laughs> honestly really helpful if you did. I, I'm getting a jumpsuit. I, bu- I bought two jumpsuits on this uh, being, while in exile. And I'm having really? a third. Oh, yeah. We, we'll, we'll offline about this on the. Oh, uh, wow. But, yeah, I'm all about jumpsuits. My That's my. exciting. I've decided that um, my look, and do you agree with it? I, and I feel, as usual, this is why, this is why I'm not, you know, the number one podcast. Is I just <laughs> completely, it's just off the rails the whole time. 
Yeah, but we kind of use the podcast as a way to just <clears throat> like chat and have yeah, our that's really catch up. <laughs> yeah, but what what I was gonna say, and this is how you know we'll address the current is I don't. It's like there's the pandemic, but then I don't even know what these times are now. There's there's like times on top of times. There are definitely times on top of times. And um, but more importantly, though, and and I'm sorry that we didn't catch up without the record button on. Um, <laughs> so we'll have to just have a like a public version of this conversation. But how are you? <laughs> Everything, like you said, it's times upon times. Just every single day is totally different. It's pretty, it's pretty wild time to be alive. So, like, you know, I just am kind of taking everything one day at a time because for a while it felt like things were sort of blurring together. You know, there were times when it just felt like this quarantine was a big blur of one long day. But oh, then totally. It sort of shifted, and now it seems like every day is 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 different. So you just have to, you know, pay attention and go along with it, and you know, not be stupid. Yeah, <laughs> it's um. Hang on one second. Where are you going? I'm just wait. I'm coming back. I'm coming back. Dave has a backdrop of of a map of the world behind him, so that he can show how collegiate and intelligent he is actually you know i i just downloaded two apps on my phone to to get better at geography and it, it's really fun and you do quizzes and and like lessons to learn um maps of the world and, and the geography of our fine planet it's really good oh that's cool yeah i need to get better at it i mean this map is is not hurting <laughs> The map, the map is kind of mocking me, though, I have to say, because normally in the course of a year, and I know you're the same way, as, you know, we're both international global citizens, and I think you and I both leave the country several times a year normally, it seems. Yeah. And I, I think, uh, I don't know if I've been out of the country this year. I don't think I have, but I'm guessing it's not going to happen. I mean, it's definitely yeah. not going to happen this year yeah. unless something crazy happens. Yeah, it's hard to imagine traveling at all. It's wild. Yeah. You know, even on a train or a bus seems like other another lifetime, doesn't it? It does. It's so weird. So how how would you? I, I I'm I'm totally with you. Like every day is different. Like I have like. Even with, during this, you know, it's been like three months now, at mm. least. And I have, I've had like different phases and periods, like yeah. as a person that like I had like jazz phase, opera phase. Cool. <laughs> like, and I I'm like it. going like, uh, you know, going through all these things. Um, but how, how are you doing? How's today? Today as well. Um, I was looking forward to podcasting with you and catching up with you. And, um, yeah, it's just, um, it's strange because, you know, like, as, as a musician and a performer, like, all of our work has been completely canceled. And at first it was, seemed like it was just postponed. Like the word postponed wasn't as scary as canceled till who knows when forever. And now it's just terrifying because like all tours and festivals and recording projects and shows and concerts and events, like there's so many people who are affected by that. It's not just the musicians, it's the promoters and the agents and the people who work in the venues and now the venues themselves. Like, like we've been sort of starting to talk about rebooking shows and in, in the future but venues can only have like a venue that usually has 1500 people maybe they can only have 50 people and that's not financially economically good for anybody so it's just you think are, are all the venues in america gonna close and then there'll be nowhere for musicians to play and who's gonna want to go to big crowded concerts anyway and it's just like there's so much crazy unknown that I feel like everybody around me is just 
trying to like redefine who they are and what their life is and what their career is with zero percent idea of the future like it's so strange to just walk outside and look at all the places and go like are 90 percent of these places going to be gone next year like is the is new york going to be a completely different town are, are all my friends going to move like a lot of my friends are moving out of the state or they have they can't afford their rent because they can't afford rent on their business so then their business is going under and now they can't afford to pay their rent for their apartments so it's yeah. just complete bubble of total unknown and i know that We've all had this exact conversation maybe 2,000 times. <laughs> but yeah. it just, it's like, you can't help but have it again and again because it's such a new, crazy reality that every day becomes more real. Like, at first, like you were saying, it's like, oh, yeah, two weeks. I'm like, I can't do this for two weeks. It's like, oh, two months. I can't do this for two months. And now it's like, okay, maybe it's two years. Like... Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I've no, yeah, I remember like just a couple weeks ago, I was like, oh, I I think I'm good until the end of July. I can, I can make use of this time. I'm enjoying this. And now I'm just like, like, (laughs) I'm, I'm totally, um, things like, I know, I know the word triggered is used, has been used now for, uh, regularly all the time for years now and i didn't think i was like well i i personally am never triggered by anything and uh but then i realized some like i a friend posted a photo of herself in a mask or not in a mask rather uh of her hanging out with a friend uh and the friend's toddler and they were sitting like you know the selfie And I, it made me so mad. (laughs) It made me so fucking mad. That they didn't have masks on. Yeah, because I thought like, you know, and I made some comment. uh, I guess coronavirus is over now. Good news. And Mm. uh, someone, another friend said like masks, question mark. And, uh, and she said something like oh it slipped we were social distancing and then it slipped my mind when we took this photo which i call absolute bullshit on cuz i yeah. think it's like you slipped your mind and took the photo and then you slipped slipped your mind and you posted it again as a horrible example of how to behave yeah um so um i it just really upset and i was like oh wow this photo triggered me i yeah. and it made me really um so so angry because i've been so frustrated because it's exactly this sort of behavior why america is yeah absolutely. doing so badly during yeah. you know if you compare i need to stop doing this but i'll go online i'll be like how's america doing then i'll go like oh how's how's england doing and england you know has had a rough time of it but they're actually yeah. doing amazingly well compared yeah. to america and canada you think like, well, Canada just does what America does, but they're doing way better. Yeah. Americans um, think that they're somehow this magical exception to like rules that are beyond our capacity. Like you can compromise with biology. Like we did three months. Is that enough? Like you can't negotiate. Like, sorry, it's inconvenient. We all don't like it, but it's not like you can talk to the virus and be like, listen, like I saw, I saw um, someone did a, um, some Republican politician woman did a post and said, America needs to know when this pandemic will be over and when Americans can get back to work and resume their jobs. And then someone tweeted back, this was in um, April and they're like, Hi, just got off the phone with with COVID-19. They said it's looking like May 12th, around 1 p.m. to stop killing thousands of people. Does that work for you? Do you need to change it? Because that's the thing. It's like, what do you mean? Like, we've already are tired of this. We've done it up. Like, what are you talking about? It's not up to you. Why do you think you're the exception to everything? Like, like in, in the beginning when, like, 
the in Michigan they swarmed like the governor's house with guns. They're like reopen Michigan, the whole like free Minnesota movement or whatever. It's like why do you think you the entire world is facing this pandemic together? Why are you the exception? Why? Yeah, it's, it's so bizarre. It's like, stunning. The entitlement of Americans in in people all over the place and other places too but really here it's so startling and i think with everything going on continuously like people start to really hopefully understand how ridiculous the people in this country are like this is it's donald trump it's like it's just, he's like the leader of that thing. He is, absolutely. But on the flip side of it, <laughs> there are idiots. I mean, like you you probably saw like that footage of like St. Mark's Place in, in the East Village over the weekend. All the backwards baseball hat. Oh, basically all the yeah. people that all New Yorkers hate. The frat party. The, yeah, they were having the big frat party, no masks on the street. Yeah, and, and, and like, the city got 20,000 complaint calls in, in one weekend. Wow. <laughs> and, and you see, you just look at the photo and you're like, right away, you're like, oh, yeah, these are the fucking idiots. Because you just see all the backwards baseball hats in the yeah. cargo. You're just like, it's oh. frat party. Yeah, like, these are the people that everyone in New York hates and wants to leave they want the all these finance bros gone yeah and you know oh so anyway it's just sad that i mean it goes for pretty much any topic but the people who like everyone else is ready everyone else is is willing to do what they have to do and to do their part but it, it gets the whole thing gets stalled and held back by people who are so crazy selfish and so just uninformed or whatever they are that it takes so much longer when it doesn't have to yeah but and it's the selfishness of that blows my mind just like why are you doing this do you have any idea what kind of impact you're doing it's not just on you it's on everybody and you don't care jesus pete why what did you say Jesus paints. <laughs> Wait, G- co- what? what did you say? Jesus paints. Paints. Oh, oh, oh. Jesus paints. Yeah. What is that? It's just a, an exclamation that means like, "Gosh darn it!" Oh, oh, it's heck? like. Oh, I like. You never that. heard gonna, that before? No, I'm gonna start using it. Is that a Detroit thing? I don't think so. I think it's just really old-fashioned that no one says anymore. I'm in. You know, I like to be creative with my uh, exclamations, you know? Well... I like it's... I like to... Uh, and, you know, it's like lightens it a little bit. I like yeah. it. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to start using that. Jeez, oh, Pete. I think it really it matches you well. It matches your personality. I'm Renee Colbert. I'm Alexis Preston. And we're the hosts of the smash hit podcast, Can I Pet Your Dog? Now, Alexis. Yes. We got big news. Uh Uh-oh. Since last we did a promo, our dogs have become famous. World famous. World, like, stars on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Second big news. Mm -hmm. The reviews are in. Mm Mm-hmm. Take yourself to Apple Podcasts. You know what you're going to hear? We're happy. It's true. We're a delight. A great distraction from the world. I like that part a lot. So if that's what you guys are looking for, mm-hmm. you got to check out our show. But what else can they expect? We've got dog tech, dog news, celebrities with their dogs, all dog things. All the dog things. So if that interests you, well, get yourself on over to Maximum Fun every Tuesday. Hey, you've reached Dr. Game Show. Leave your message after the beep. Dr. Game Show is my favorite podcast and the only podcast my parents let me listen to because I'm 12. But even old people love this show. Basically, you call in, play games, and have fun. If you win a game, a baby will send you a magnet in the mail. I have so many magnets and put them all over my locker, and pretty much everyone at school is jealous because they are very cool custom magnets, and it also means that I'm really good at winning games. 
And they even let me practice my record live on the air. <laughs> Listening to this show is like going to a real doctor, but pretty much kind of better. Dr. Game Show Rock. Listen to Dr. Game Show on Maximum Fun. New episodes every other Wednesday. You were saying, um, we're talking about like performing, like, and how they're, you know, talking about doing these, you know, venues that aren't full, you know, this only is going to be. Do you have any desire to perform in these, in like weird environments of social distancing and like, and just like basically going, like, would you, do you have any, do you have any interest in being a part of like, like people doing these, shows where it's like oh we're gonna do a show and it's gonna be everyone's gonna be spaced out and wearing masks but it's we're gonna have a show do you have any desire to do that or are you because i'm of I the mean, mind we might have to if that's the only choice yeah but i'm i mean there Let's might try it my i'm kind of like at least today see what i think in a week yeah i'm kind of like fuck that let's just get rid of this virus through proper means and and also a vaccine of course and then we can get back to normal much faster but what happens to all the people who are out of work in the meantime well my thinking is that there's no way to make like you said if it's a venue that fits 1500 people and you only let 300 in even or whatever no one's going to make any money anyway yeah. So, like, because, like, if if we, like, just lock shit down for, like, a month mm-hmm. and didn't fuck around, we could get back to normal so much faster than if we, like, with people fucking around the way they are now. That's but just what my... If what if it takes three years for them to develop a vaccine? I might, uh... I I have no idea. I I'll probably lose my mind by the <laughs> I mean, doesn't that is like as long has haven't we seen I'm not an expert in it in any of this, but I'm just asking, have have we seen that as places try to get back to normal in a smart, intelligent way, are there is this is the less the smaller number of cases drastic enough that it shows that it's really working without having a vaccine if you work at if you look at some countries like norway and stuff Mm -hmm. i think with uh (laughs) and not having zero information in front of me but based (laughs) on what i'm hearing they've done a remarkable job but again what the hell do i know I'm just, I'm more thinking just... uh, It's just frustrating. It is frustrating. I was really scared the other day. Like, it was shocking to go from being in a lockdown for all these months and then last weekend to go outside and every single restaurant, bar, cafe, everything had set up outdoor seating on the sidewalks and... With kind of it seemed like no capacity because it's outdoors, so they were spilling onto the street and and drinking is during this time and maybe forever I don't know allowed outside. So you're walking. I had like huge bags of laundry and I'm walking down the sidewalk and the entire sidewalk is groups clusters of people who are drinking and talking and laughing and eating food. So. And none of them are wearing masks because they're drinking, talking, and eating food. So you have to go into the street, but then there's cars. So it's like, okay, you can either get killed by a car (laughs) or you can potentially catch and spread the coronavirus. It's your choice. What do you, or you can go like three blocks out of your way to get home with your giant laundry bag. Like, what do you do? 
It doesn't it's crazy. seem like the right move. So I guess that's why the, all those thousands and thousands of complaint calls went in because I was just sitting in my inside, like what, like looking out the window, like what are people doing? Yeah, because you just live... decided it's over. Yeah, you're in a pretty crowded area. Your neighborhood. I walked through your neighborhood. It was so wild. Oh, that's I. That's why. I mean, there's no way I would, I would, I would be like one of those people like in movie, you know, the sort of like the, you know, there's like, these are the end times of like screaming in the streets. <laughs> if I were there, I'm yeah. glad. I mean, as much as I miss being in my own space, yeah, I would lose my mind. I yeah. would just be so frustrated seeing people behave this way. Yeah. It's for really what? Sad. For a fucking margarita. Yeah. <laughs> or a Coors Light. And I talked to my neighbor and I said, I'm a little concerned about, I feel like this is way too fast and it doesn't seem like regulated. No one's following the rules. And she said, oh, but they've been, you know, everyone's been cooped up inside for months and they just want to have a good time. Like, And I'm like, everyone has. That's the thing. Like, why do they get... I know you have, I have, you're not doing that. I'm not doing that. Why are they like whoever wants to have a cocktail the most, you can break the rules of COVID-19 and not wear a mask and no social distancing. As long as you really want it and you really need it and you've been really cooped up because no one else has like, it's okay. You don't have to follow the rules anymore. It's like, why? And she was like, no, Jesse, listen, like, don't be upset. They've just, they've just been cooped up as if I haven't. <laughs> I know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you do, like, Jesse, you don't understand. They've, yeah. be nice. it's, it's fucking crazy. Like, plus like, I, I, you know, like where, where I am right now, like almost from the chair I'm sitting in, I can see a bar where that will be teeming with people drinking tonight. Guaranteed. Really? And no it's masks? A, it's like an open air bar. No, the, I, I'm in deep in like no mask territory. Wow. Like when I go to the grocery store, it's me and geriatrics wearing masks. <laughs> like that and everyone else is like, just like, <laughs> like the fucking so mailman. Crazy. The mailman doesn't wear a mask around here. Do you think he's going to hear this? I, I hope he hears it. Um, oh. Do you want to do a little more more gentle um, PSA for him? Mailman, please wear your mask. No, he's <laughs> he's the only. The mailman is my only because I'll when I go out for a run, I bring a mask with me, and 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 on the off chance that I'm going to turn a corner and there's going to be a hundred people, oh, which right. is, it will never happen in a million years because I'm in a, <laughs> I'm in a remote area where like I. I literally don't even see humans for the most part. Oh, that's nice. Um, like I might see someone cutting their lawn or something, but yeah. I don't, I don't, you don't run into anyone on the street. Right. Or yeah. if you do, you see them a block away and then you're like, okay. But is it a walking, is it a pedestrian area or not? Not really. Yeah. There's sidewalks and stuff, but it's, it's this little town where there's just literally you just might see someone walking their dog or you might, but you're not yeah. going to like, there's no risk of walking down the street and like, Oh, I'm a human is coming right at me. Yeah. yeah. Like if, if there's a chance of that, you have about a hundred to 200 yards to be like, okay, there's a person coming this way. I'm going to make sure they don't come within a hundred yards. Yeah. And, uh, but the mail anyway. So the mailman is the one exception because I was out for a run yesterday, hmm. and then, then the mailman rounded the corner and didn't get any. Probably got within fifty feet of me, uh-huh. but that that's too close. That's how how I'm just but like. But he Fuck didn't it. have a mask. No, no, no mask. mask. That's so interesting. You would think that he would want to have one. Yeah. No. To go home at the end of the day after maybe having been exposed to lots of different people i'm i'm deep in like i'm in denial country yeah well 
it's rough. It's so, but, it's so rough. Well, let's not harp. Let's not. I, I realize I I've been doing that. I know. No, you don't apologize. I apologize because I'm the one that led you down this uh, path because I'm basically. Well, it's like, an easy path to be led down in this day and age. It is because I, I woke. I just woke up this morning and I was like, oh, "Let's let's see how the stats are doing," and uh, <laughs> no. like checking the sports oh, page or something. It's brutal. But it's um, so brutal. how have you been otherwise? <laughs> um, otherwise, 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 I suppose doing all right. Um, we've been doing at least virtual concerts and festivals and they've been i know they've been i've interesting. seen yeah we did a june 5th for world environment day that was really really nice and um just been working on some different video projects and things that we can do from home and through the internet so you know just trying to plug along and stay optimistic and talk to people and when you feel world weary and like you don't see progress or change happening and and uh but you know we have to be stick together keep each other totally. up. but what i was gonna say is you're wearing a lovely detroit city oh, like a, like sort of a dusty rose sweatshirt that's exactly what it is it's dusty rose yeah i love it <laughs> thank you i, I have totally. it in like six colors that might be my, i have i haven't even seen the other colors but i think i love that color this is best. my favorite i have i have red black and gray i have four colors i like it, it it's it suits okay. you Thank but you so much. Does it's a good one. Thank um, you. Have you um, now? You're you're you live close to your mother. Are you able to see your mother? Yes, we see each other every day. I think oh, I've seen her every single day of the of the quarantine, which has been nice. We've been like a like like deserted island, stranded together. It's been nice. We've been cooking a lot. And um, we have like our little routines that we do, and our our walks that we go on, and our move. We watch movies, and it's been a good mother daughter bonding bonding time. And I feel pretty um, fortunate that we haven't made give, driven each other crazy. We're still we're still uh, friends, so <laughs> that's, that's good. good. That's a good. That's a good. And we keep saying like, "Wow, imagine years from now, and we can." look back and say, remember when we, we went through the quarantine together? Like what a, what a time. And a lot of people are so far from their parents or their family and they haven't seen anybody for a long time and they, they don't know when they, when they will. And it's, it's, um, so intense. Yeah. That's like, I'm, I'm about an hour from my dad and I, I have not seen him in person because he lives in a retirement community and yeah. we're not even allowed to drive into the parking lot, which is really? good because I want wow. him to be safe. Yeah. But it's also like, you know, I talked to him on the phone and I was, I'm like, when am I going to see this guy? Hmm. Um, do you FaceTime? Does he FaceTime? We do. We, we zoom on occasion. He's, if you want to uh, really, it depends on your perspective. I go, I go back and forth on it, but if you want to, uh, increase the frustration of the pandemic and other things that we're going through right now. Just get on the phone and ask my dad to explain zoom to you <laughs> or, or it can also be entertaining depending on your mood. But like for three months now, he's having these issues with zoom that are so fr- like, it's all stuff where you're like, Oh, I bet if you let me get on your computer for 30 seconds i could fix yeah. that but but you can't you can't from afar because because i'm like well dad why don't you go into your drag zoom into the trash just get it out get rid of it and he's like what well, i've done it it's still uh, it's just all this but he's also <laughs> you know he's in his 80s and he does yeah. things like he sets his computer like the resolution to be 
big enough so he can read it at a glance Aww. from across the room because he <laughs> views it as like a TV or something. So like he'll have it like you'll go and it's like the whole screen is pixelated because everything's so massive. And it's just so he can like kind of like putter, you know, look at the That's screen funny. on the way to his the bathroom and be like, oh, I got some emails in there. And then uh, and then if he wants to read, like if he stumbles upon an article on the Internet, he doesn't just sit there and read it. He prints it out and he's like, oh, oh I, love him. I printed out some articles I'm going to read later. I'm like, well, you know, I'm like, you know, the whole idea. So you can just read it then. (laughs) (laughs) Don't you think it's nice, though, that that still exists in this world? Yeah, Everything is so fast. I think it's nice. For sure. Because, like, the flip side of it is, like, I, I I prefer reading, like, physical books. But now I just, like, like I was on the phone with someone yesterday. And as we're talking, I just like downloaded two books that they recommended on Google or Kindle. On my no, not even on my computer. Cause, so I just I read books on my computer, which is like the least relaxing way to read a book. Yeah, I don't. I have a Kindle, and I also have like the Kindle app on my phone. And in certain scenarios, it's okay. But um, I really like to underline stuff and write notes in the margins and highlight things and like uh so that part of it i miss and also sometimes i just feel like you don't retain the information as well but on the kindle you can highlight they have a highlight tool and then you can go into a folder of all your highlights, which is very nice because you can't do that with a book. So you can also like go and be like, okay, I loved that book. I read it in 2015, but am I going to read the whole thing again? No, I can just go maybe into my highlights and read all of the stuff that I highlighted. Oh, I like and that. It's kind of cool. It's kind of nice. That's super cool. <laughs> but also sometimes like, people want to borrow a book and i have to check it because i'm like oh man i can't you can't borrow this it's full here i'll show you an example of a book that i wrote in i know it doesn't matter for a podcast because no one can see it but i just want you to see what i mean no do you do that do you highlight and and underline and write in the margins no i should but i don't well, what kind of books are we talking about? I guess it depends. Like, you're not really going to do that maybe with, like, a romance novel. Or maybe you will. Oh, no, especially <laughs> with, I feel like with a romance novel, I really would. Then I would really get in there. Yeah, and be and like, ooh, play. I should remember this for later. That's a good uh, yeah. thing to try. <laughs> Some a, a saucy, oh, wow. Yeah, Look at this. For, for the listener, uh, <laughs> it's really, you really mark stuff up. Because you get, like, moments of inspiration. You're like, what? That reminds me of this or that. You know, you want to, like, think about it. Yeah. I really, you know, get back into it. Um, and like, that, you miss, and that also helps you to, but, you know, the thing with me is that I don't, I wish I had more of a sponge brain. I don't really have a sponge brain. Like, I'll I'll read something, and I'll I'll be so excited about it, so passionate about it, and so moved and inspired, and it'll be my favorite thing I ever read. And, and then, and then I'll forget everything from it. Yeah. But but I can hear a song that I don't really particularly want to know about, and all the lyrics get like printed onto my brain for the rest of my life. And I'm like, <laughs> why? I know the lyrics of, like, every single song I've ever heard, but I can't remember, like, the details of, like, an article I really want to know about or, like, the content of a book that I really enjoyed. Why? Come on! Yeah, that's not fair. But I'm, I'm, I'm horrible with lyrics. I can't remember lyrics to songs that I've written and performed many times. <laughs> but isn't it unfair? Why do you think that is? I don't know. I I I have 
I don't know. I'm just thinking about it now. Why is that? I don't know. But because I know people that can just sing any song like you sounds like. Were you were you in musicals when you were a kid? No, I'm a I'm a real wild horse. <laughs> I don't despite the fact that, you know, being a global superstar and all that right. and performing on stage all the time and occasionally yeah. acting and things like that. I was not in any of that growing up. I was just like mm. a, uh, you know, I was just a street tough yeah. on the mean streets of suburban Cleveland. Really? Yeah. So I no was, musical theater for you, right? No, no. Because I, I would have, I was too insecure. I think I would have been curious. Mm. But I was like, I was like, no, that's not, I, I can't do that. I wish that yeah. I had. But like somehow out of some ignorance, uh, I was just like, no, that's not for me. That's not, even though I remember my dad taking me to like visit the high school that I went to, like on the open house day and they have, you know, they're talking they have everyone like, this is the sports guy. And then, they, you know, there was like someone, the theater director, like had a video of a play that they had mm-hmm. done and it was on a screen and he's talking about it. And, and my dad was like, I could see, he obviously saw the future, saw my future as an international superstar already. He was <laughs> like, he was like, you know, I could see you getting involved in stuff like this. Oh, wow. And I was like, I would at that age, it might've been like 13. I was just like, no, I just want to rip guitar solos Oh, wow. and play hockey. Those are my only interests. And but did drawing. you want to perform? Yeah, I wanted to play in bands. Yeah. But and but I for me I didn't foolishly I didn't see the connection between I would didn't connect art with each I didn't now I see it kind of as all swimming in the same yeah sea, you know, like all all kinds of art, you know. But, but at that's that what age, you do. You blend together so many different things in such a cool, unique way that's yours, I feel. Thank you. I feel the same way about you. Oh, that's so nice. We rule. But when, we rule. <laughs> but when did the comedy aspect enter into your repertoire? I think I was always like goofing around, but I didn't I didn't start comedy until I mean it's been a while now. It's been fifteen years I've been doing it. But, you know, I am 72 years old, so <laughs> I did get a late start. I wasn't, it wasn't like, it wasn't like I, you know, started in high school or college, like a lot of my peers, you know, where they were like, knew it's what they wanted to do. I was just yeah. kind of, for me, comedy was, I think in my mind, I was like, oh, it'd be kind of cool if I wound up doing that somehow. But I didn't have, uh, I don't think I had the, it in me until well no well i know it wasn't until you know i was actually playing in bands and i would be on stage talking in between songs and i was Mm. like oh this is kind of fun maybe i could just do this instead of uh calling up three other people and see if they can play a show i can just go do a show on my own yeah so that's uh, cool and then the stage banter is that where you developed your comedic performance I think I was always kind of goofing around, but I think yeah. that helped. I mean, because you know how the it finesse is. and nuance. Did you it's develop your style when you were when you were doing stage banter? Maybe, uh, maybe, but like, I don't know. You know how it is. Like you're doing a show, and you know it's kind of. Uh... Also, I think in music, it the bar which isn't a bad thing. I think the expectation, not the bar, the expectation of the audience is so much lower for, <laughs> for the performer to say, you know, comedy, like that's the whole thing. Like someone goes to the show to hear you talk, yeah. you're expected to be funny and like completely, you know, on the whole time. But with music, right? you, you if you deliver some small percentage of entertainment uh, right. and your banter still and then claps. they're just like so when someone's really good at it i think it can really 
you know, I've seen, as I'm sure you have, I've seen plenty of musicians who are funnier than many comedians, I think, in their, like their performance yeah. on stage. I've seen many musicians where I'm like, if they just did that, they would be better than most comedians. Wow. Yeah. Um, and it's, there's no like, pressure on themselves. They're just being natural. Like yeah. they're not doing it because that's the goal. Like you said, it's just like some extra thing that they could skip if they wanted to. So it's it, like so natural how it comes out, you know? But that's a, do you find that though? I think creatively though, I think that's when all the best stuff comes out anyway. Yeah, no, that's when there's what I no mean. Pressure. Yeah. Like, like they're so funny because they're not like, I'm a comedian. I'm going to do this. They don't even realize like, oh, wait a second. I'm kind of hilarious. Yeah, I you think know? that's Is like, that what happened to you, though? Because you're like, I want to rip. I want to play guitar. I want to be awesome. And then it's like, oh, wait a second. I'm kind of funny. This is kind of cool. Maybe I should do this, too. Yeah. Well, I think anything. Yeah. And I think it's because I didn't have uh, an expectation. I think anytime, I think anything, I'm always trying to be like lower, get rid yeah. of all expectations because it will only hurt you. Just yeah. do it, and and then that that always ends up, in my experience anyway. I'm sure, like you know, someone like Barbara Streisand <laughs> or someone else is just like, I'm the gonna go out. Higher. Well, they probably just go like, oh, I'm just gonna go out there and tear everyone a fucking new one with how amazing <laughs> I am at being Barbara Streisand. Do you think that's, that's her motivational talk she gives herself? Probably. Her She's verbatim. like, come on, Babs, let's get out there and fucking destroy. <laughs> but, Have you um, ever met her? No. Maybe you two of you could do a great collaboration together. Maybe. Could you see it? I could oh I could absolutely see it. I've never I've I've never I don't know why I'm saying this as if I myself am shocked by this. But I don't believe I have ever been in the same room as Barbara Streisand. <laughs> to my knowledge, I have not ever. I'm I'm so surprised. I, can't. I think the audience will be like, oh, that'll be one of those. It's moments. absolutely. Did you hear that? It's that shocking should be like to the me. title, like the, you know when you do a press release, like maybe like when the news comes out about this podcast episode, that'll be the the top title. Oh um, yeah, that that'll be the thing. Let's be the the world reels. <laughs> Uh, with Dave Hill has never been in a room with Barbara no, he's, Streisand. No, he, you don't think you have. I don't think I have. To my knowledge. <laughs> to my knowledge. <laughs> I to have his not. knowledge. Dave Hill has not been knowledge. in the same room as Babs. I've only... Yeah, I don't know. I, I, That's like, you know... She might hear this, and that might change. Social distancing with masks, of course. That's the but hope, might you know. Change. That's the hope. <laughs> the, ho- the hope... Is if anything can come from this podcast. You know, my hope is just that people, you know, find some entertainment and comfort yeah. and a way to pass the time. But beyond that sorry about the sorry about the city sound. No, this this podcast thrives on the sounds of the hell the hellish streets of New York City. <laughs> um it gives a little context, you know, as to where your where your your guests are. Do you, you think know? this? Yeah. Well, do you think this? You know, we were talking about earlier in the program. We were talking <laughs> about like you know what businesses will survive, and there's talk of like Midtown. You know, the corporate. You mm. know, they're not going to be using all this office space. Right. Do you think uh, this is my uh, completely uninformed speculation that maybe in the long term all of this could reshape the city in a positive way that it, makes it, it, could, it, makes could it be. maybe more artist friendly again. Yeah. I mean, I feel devastated for anyone who's losing their, their businesses and all of the cultural fabric of goodness that will be lost from places not being able to survive. But, the silver lining, if there is one in the hope, is that if all of that has to happen, um, maybe there could be some sort of a renaissance of the city and the rent 
Well, the rent couldn't possibly continue to be as crazy high as it is. And, you know, that's nuts. Are there just going to be empty storefronts for 10 years? Like, we can't have that. So maybe there will be some kind of cultural renaissance where rents will be cheaper and, and musicians can get, and, and artists can get studio space for cheaper and, and then, um, corporations and businesses, uh, big businesses will see that they don't need all these employees coming in every day and they can work from home <clears throat> and then business people will become nicer because they won't be commuting to work in the office every day. They'll be working from home with their families and they'll become nicer people. <laughs> yeah. And then maybe it'll be good. But I mean, I do think that if it does become good and a new wonderful future is on the horizon it will be a dark intense rough path there but i do have hope that that could be so and really really i feel like a bad thing would just be going trying there's a lot of people saying oh no get back to how things were i'm like no we don't want that in any no any way let's not go back to how things were let's imagine a new a new beautiful New York City that is, and then take it as an opportunity to propel full force into the era of renewable energy and make it like an eco, green, sustainable city with like beautiful parks and 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 green buildings and lots of lovely places that people can live in in harmony. Yeah. I think it's a good chance to take this as an opportunity to shift everything it wasn't working guys we got to shift it it's a new era let's use this intense devastating pandemic and as a catalyst to shift our world to something better and then chris can put in some like like fanfare music yeah did it well i was gonna say and i mean this i i'm not i guess it sounds sort of kidding but i'm not kidding jesse paris smith for mayor that's what i want well you have to be a vice mayor uh, vice mayor vice mayor what's the the vice mayor called i'm not even sure maybe just council we can be councilwoman and councilman Oh, yay! But Is that the mandolin? I got the electric oh mandolin. God. It's so beautiful. Thank you to Eastwood Guitars for this. You guys, it's it's black and gold, and it's it's really special. It's like if Prince had a mandolin. I love it. But listen, I, I, this is the song I wrote. I got it the day before yesterday. I have Ooh. no idea what I'm doing. This is the song that I wrote for you. It goes on from there. <laughs> Can you end all of your songs like with that line? <laughs> oh, it goes on from there. <laughs> <laughs> like when you're on stage, you finish, you're like, there's more, but <laughs> <laughs> that was so pretty. It sounds so good in the tiny headphones through the phone through a zoom app. I love oh, it. Thanks. Maybe that'll be our first our song from band. I'm so excited. I love it. This just makes me so happy. <laughs> Thank you, Jesse Paris Smith. Thank you, Dave, so much. Thank I'll you. I'll talk Thank to you, you soon. And I look forward okay. to your triumphant fifth appearance on the program. Me too. And there you have it, my delightful conversation with Jesse Paris Smith. Um, 
gosh, so many. I should have, we, we didn't even get into. Go to pathwaytoparis.com to find out uh, uh, so much of the, the great environmental work that she's doing. And, you know, there's music and so many wonderful things to get into. Follow her on Instagram at Michigan Manhattan. Um, and you're in for you're in for delightful treats of all sorts of varieties. Um, I can hear myself speaking, and I think I've had way too much coffee. I need to go run about 50 miles in the in the uh, the balmy northeastern Ohio. Uh, whatever is going on, it's changing minute to minute, like my underpants. I don't even know what that means. What's going on with you, Dave? I don't know. Let's talk about it. Um, Anyway, thank you for joining me once again. Once again, please support us on Patreon if you can. Patreon.com forward slash Dave Hill. You'll help us keep uh, keep gas in the tank, keep things going here and growing and expanding. And um, uh, if you're if you're looking to get rid of, uh, I encourage you also even before then to uh, contribute to Black Visions Collective, a great a great organization that. Um, We've been uh, raising funds for, uh, especially on Monday night, on my re- revived Gosh Darn slash formerly known as Goddamn Dave Hill Show on WFMU that we've been doing on the Facebook page and on twitch.com forward slash Mr. Dave Hill. Um, if you want to hear me ramble in very, uh, various settings, I'm not, not skimping on that. Um, all right, let's get out of here. It's really hot in this room I am in right now. Go get my comedy on the Pride of Cleveland. Go listen to the Witch Taint record. Uh, and go call a friend. And uh, stay healthy, everyone. Stay safe. And stay positive. We got to. We got to. I know I, I struggle with it sometimes myself. And uh, and you got to dig out. You got to bail out the boat. You got to. You can't let the boat sink. And we got to get the, pull the, get this. And now I'm quoting Ario Speedwagon. Let's get this ship into the shore. Um, all right. Thanks to my partner in crime, the brains behind the operation, the lovely and talented Chris Gersbeck. Thanks to our friends at Maximum Fun for having us be a part of their podcasting empire. And thanks to you for listening. Uh, Most of all, you're the best. I love you. Your hair looks incredible. And what's that alluring scent? MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.